Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. The home stops. He throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Jake, the Panthers are 3-0, which is awesome, and we've got to discuss that at length. However, the most exciting thing at 800 South Mint Street, the official address of Bank of America Stadium, is the fact, Jake, that the Rolling Stones are in the building with the Thursday night concert. It's blowing my mind that the Rolling Stones are at Bank of America Stadium. I think it's awesome. How are you doing, Jake? This is the Jordan Jake Podcast brought to you by Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. Jake, I asked you a question and cut you off, but there's just so much excitement surrounding the Panthers in their facility. I can't contain myself, Jake. Well, I can hear the enthusiasm um, <laughs> through the airwaves spewing out of your mouth, and I can only imagine how happy you are and how much you wish you could be there for the Rolling Stones concert. Um, so I have a feeling it's going to be a pretty electric atmosphere, to say the least. Uh, probably and about as ele- as electric as maybe this football team is, because we're three and zero. We are three and zero, and I want to talk about that. You had a you had a up close and personal view from Houston last week, and that's over and done with. So we'll focus our attention on the upcoming game against the Cowboys. But back to the Rolling Stones for a second, Jake. Okay, so I like to I, I observe. I'm an observer. You know, obviously I'm a loud mouth as well. You know that I talk a lot. But I observe people older than me or my age, and you're always like trying to look for in life, like, ooh, that guy. He's 20 years older than me, and he is kicking butt. You know what I mean? Like good examples. So with us doing a football, um, a lot of our life playing football and some wear and tear that could have taken place, I hate to see people older than me that don't get around well or anything like that because I'm like, oh, God, what if that's me? You know what I mean? Because I just want to keep moving and shaking as long as I can. So if I see somebody older than me that's really doing well, I think, oh, yeah, that's how I'm going to be right there. Still, you know, with water skiing and snow skiing and all that stuff. Then you got Mick Jagger. And if you don't know Jake, he's the lead singer of the Rolling Stones. This guy's 78 years old. 78, Jake. And he's touring with a rock and roll band, dancing and shaking his little body all around. You got to Google what he's doing right now uh, with some of his current concerts. It's ridiculous. And so my new goal in life is to be like Mick Jagger. Well, I would love to see you in some tight, skinny jeans, pants, leather pants, whatever it may be, at 78 years old, up on the stage, you know, giving everybody some satisfaction and, you know. Right, well, because I can't get no. Yeah, and you starting them up, you know, things like that, you Mm -hmm. know. So I'd love to be able to see that at 78 years old, a Jordan Gross doing that. He's pretty special, I will say that. Jake, I know it's only rock and roll, but I like it. Okay, (laughs) that's all I'm going to say right there. Uh, And they did lose their drummer, Charlie Watts. So he's been with them for 50-something years. He died at 80. How can you – this is amazing. How can you actively be in a rock and roll band but then pass away at the age of 80 and people be like, eh, you had a good go. You know what I mean? Like that's unbelievable. Listen, you can't always get what you want, so it is what it is. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that was – Jake, that was the best one right there. You slipped that in. Perfect. Oh, I wish I was man. going, but you know what? They're brief. We had to move our, that's how big the concert is. We had to move our podcast. 
because producer Matt was so concerned with his ability to get into the stadium that we had to switch our podcast to an earlier record. But whatever it takes, you know, you, just to get it done. Uh, anyways, it's uh, 78. Unbelievable. Ah, what else is going on, Jake? How you been, man? I'm good, Jordan. I, um, you know, it was kind of nice. I had the uh, a weekend off, I guess you could say. Last week felt like a blur, driving to Houston Thursday and, and driving back home Friday and um, going to that game on a Thursday night. And, you know, we're we're just some silly broadcasters. And, you know, from the game Sunday and, and getting there to this game and these guys have to play, turn around and play in four days. I think that was a uh, – that was – that's so difficult, and I'll be very honest with you, it wasn't the greatest atmosphere in Houston. I'm not so sure there's much expectation for that team, and the crowd really kind of wasn't there. You know, they, they trickled in a little bit late, but there was really never any any juice in the stadium, but um, but our guys brought it. I think there were some lapses of, uh, of play for us in the first half. We started out really well, and then the second half, um, when you're – probably most valuable player talked about player um goes out and this team came out and had four drives in the second half the last drive was a, the the closeout drive the kneel down drive but we had a, i think a nine play 10 play and a 12 play drive to put up 17 points so um we woke up and uh we were able to get a, a great win and the the so-called mini buy but it didn't come uh uh, it didn't come easy because we lost a few players, and 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 that's going to be difficult. But such is life in the NFL. What I loved hearing from Coach Rule this week was that Christian is not going on IR. So that means he, they believe the Panthers believe that it'll be less than three weeks till he comes back. So that had to have been good news to everybody in Panther world and yourself as well, huh, Jake. It, it does, and I was anxiously waiting to hear what they would say. And uh, now I don't think I'm kind of naive enough to to not think it might la- not last three weeks i mean this is something that listen jordan in case you didn't know i don't have those fast twitch explosive muscles that christian does i know i look right. that way when i played but i don't really possess that so uh hamstring wise we need to make sure this is something that doesn't linger and to me the best way to get healthy is one, you take care of your body. We all know how maniacal he is in, in that regard. But if, if we could knock out some wins kind of while he's mm-hmm. not there, then you can really say, hey, make sure this is right. And on the flip side of it, the, the confidence that your team can continue to play with because you're so-called not playing, in essence, with your best player. And so um, I, I think it can kind of work both ways for us. The Cowboys, who are the upcoming opponent at 2-1, and one, have had a much different three-game stretch to their season than we have. By that, I mean some of their opponents you know, with the Buccaneers and whatnot are, have been different than some of the rookie quarterbacks we've faced and everything. But they played on Monday night in resounding fashion, beat Philly by a whole bunch of points. I know you love watching Monday Night Football. I do as well. Uh, the Manning cast, though, Jake. Okay, a little bit. This is not directly about the Cowboys, but the Manning cast is on ESPN2 at the same time that the normal broadcast is on ESPN1. And the Manning cast, for those that don't know, is Peyton and Eli 
sitting at home, it appears, and I think you would probably know, on like a screen, like, you know, like a split screen, and then they have these guests come in and out, and they just kind of talk about nonsense. I've watched it a few times. I enjoy it. I can't do the whole game with Manning Cast because it's like, I don't know, it's, it's a little bit not enough feedback on the game overall it's pretty cool broadcast what do you think about it jake i really enjoy it jordan i've watched the majority of all three games um pretty much on the manning cast now this past week i dvr'd the regular game um just to be able to kind of go back and and kind of listen to what the broadcasters have said because you'll get what the dallas cowboys coaches have told them or players and scheme wise just try to pick up something and also philadelphia because that's coming up for us right after uh dallas but i enjoy watching it i i really and truly believe it gives you kind of a glimpse of what a quarterback's thinking i think they both do a really good job of like hey you can't do that here this is what he's thinking here i think eli does a good job of kind of one it's showing his personality you know everybody kind of has a Everybody sees Peyton as this type A personality and all the commercials and things, Saturday Night Live and all that, where Eli was just kind of Eli in New York, but he never really kind of got in the market, so so to speak, and he's pretty even keel, but he's a pretty sharp guy and he's pretty witty. So I enjoy watching it. I enjoy the guests that they have on. I loved having Nick Saban on uh, when he was on on Thursday night, Matt Stafford, and I just like the banter back and forth. Football junkie, I just like listening to what they're thinking and where he should have thrown that. And also, as a quarterback, I like the appreciation that both of them show for the quarterback position, like when when there's a good throw to, to be made. Um, when Aaron Rodgers last week, two weeks ago, made a couple of throws, uh, Peyton Manning was like, I can't make that throw. I, like, I can't. That's just <laughs> unbelievable. I That's what I think I enjoy more than anything. And I love the, the quick jabs uh, at each other that they do. It's um, It makes it pretty good. Well, it's pretty awesome deal they negotiated because, you know, both of them were highly sought after, Pey- Peyton probably more so as an analyst. But to get this kind of gig, it's a 10-game contract, I guess. So they've already done three. They got uh, seven more to go. But it's pretty good gig. They can do it from home and still be on ESPN. And kudos to ESPN for kind of making that happen. But it- it's fun. I thought it was worth mentioning. Um, all right, let's talk about the Cowboys a little bit. So two and one, as I said earlier, we're going back to the big D which will be the quite opposite of the vibe that you described for the Houston Texans when now the Cowboys, who are 2-1, and one, just had a big Monday night football win at home, have all their stars. That's one of the things, like, the Dallas Cowboys are the NFL team that you would think an NFL team would look like. And by that, I mean, like, Tyron Smith, the left tackles, just is like a massive man. Their O-line's big. They got celebrity players at all their skill positions. They're fast on defense. Like, it's going to be quite a show, Jake, on Sunday for you to go in and, and be a part of. And just tell me what you're thinking and looking or thinking about and looking forward to with this game. Well, I'm looking forward – listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I – The Saints, we had something to do with their poor play in week two. Um, I I like to give us some credit. But also, they were down three defensive starters, uh, certainly a key reserve on defense also. So, in essence, four really good players. They were down their center. I don't think that would have made much of a difference the way our defense played. But we're going against the best offense by a landslide that we have seen yet. So, we're like number one, I think, in every defensive category. So, I'm anxious to see how we're going to play cd lamb how we're going to play amari cooper you know yes you have zeke elliott who's a solid running back he's 
to me more he's like a battering ram but the tony pollard kid he's got some electricity to him he can really play uh, schultz a tight end is starting to come on but dak prescott coming off of that injury missing the majority of training camp with the uh the the lat injury the shoulder injury i think he's playing lights out this team had every opportunity to beat tampa in tampa opening night uh their kicker struggled that night uh they beat the chargers who's a quality quality football team and then they just destroyed philly who um i think philly you know i'm not so sure how talented that team is in in relation to the cowboys and uh so we're going to be so challenged on defense and that's what i'm excited to look forward to now on the flip side of that i don't like it because jc horn is not available uh unfortunate injury this kid i think it was the play before he got injured or maybe two plays before he tackled philip Lindsay, and you just saw the size because philip Lindsay's not the biggest guy the running back from the texans but the way jc just grabbed him and kind of twisted him down and threw him down just the physical presence and I mean, he's a baby. He's a 21-year-old baby, and he's so talented. So not having him, certainly that hurts us. We did make a trade that I'm I'm assuming we'll get into with C.J. Henderson, a top 15 pick last year. So that's rare for that to happen. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And you hit it on the head, Jordan. It's going to be a raucous atmosphere. The the celebrities are going to be out. And, and things of that nature. And with Dallas playing on Monday night and winning, that's all the media is going to talk about. So maybe we can slowly kind of just stay under the radar, which I, I think we've kind of done the whole time so far this season. Well, what a great gift to be able to be 3-0 and and be the underdog and under the radar and all those things going into this game. So, yeah, as you, plenty for – Coach Rule and everybody to talk about this week and not let the Panthers, you know, think they're they're big and bad just yet because what a formidable opponent with the Cowboys. I, I'm I'm quite excited for this game because a lot of people, you know, in my little circle here at uh, my in Idaho have been, oh, the Panthers, man, three and they're looking good, they're looking good. You know, everybody's <laughs> like excited about that, and I've been, I'm, I, they are looking good, right? We are looking good. The Panthers are, but we've beat. Two rookie quarterbacks, and you, as you said, a, a Saints team that's had like all the odds against them so far. So I, you know, our statistics, our defense, you know, leading the league in sacks and rush and pass yards per game, and the Panthers' offense leading the league in time of possession, and all of these things are awesome. But this game is going to really say a lot more about the quality of the team we have as a Panthers football team right now, because the Cowboys are just such a bigger and better opponent than we've seen Jake. So I'm not putting all my eggs into this game, right? Like, Oh, if we don't, you know, if we don't win, then you know, whatever the wheels are going to fall off. It's nothing like that, but this is definite. It's almost like we've had a, I mean, it's not, but it's almost like we've had an extended preseason, Jake, because like just none of these games so far, three and our three games have felt like this one does, where you're like, oh man, they got you know big play receivers, and they've got a running back that's a beast, and an awesome quarterback, and a big O line, and the Trayvon Diggs with three interceptions. You, you know what I mean, Jake? It's just like so much different than these first three games have felt. There's no doubt, Jordan. And and listen, with Tom Brady returning to Foxborough to play New England, uh, you, you think this is going to get a ton of airtime? Yes, it will. But that's what the whole week's going to be about. I truly believe that. And then now with you know, the Los Angeles market into play with the Rams being 3-0 and and Matthew Stafford and what they're doing. I don't think this game will go under the radar by any stretch because it is the, the mighty media Cowboys, which I like to call them because that's kind of 
The media. You like to call them the mighty media cowboys? Well, that's what it is, Jordan. I mean, it's. I've it's never a, heard you say that. I, I and, well, I say it here a ton because down in this, <laughs> our neck of the woods, there's a ton of cowboy fans, and I'm like, guys, like half of us weren't even born when y'all used to win Super Bowls. How about those cowboys? That it, Jimmy Johnson's in black and white when they show that on TV. This is not even in color. I'll tell you who was. So long ago. I'll tell you who was born. Mick Jagger. He was definitely <laughs> born the last. <laughs> You know, he was right probably like that. he was already like a getting a senior discount at the movies when that happened. He sold <laughs> anyway. Sorry, go ahead. No, but just like I, I know, especially down in Louisiana, it's they love the Saints, but there's so many Cowboys fans, and it's just okay. Enough's enough. You know, be relevant late into the season and into the playoffs, and and, and then you can kind of boast uh, the high and mighty Cowboy talk. So that's just me. Uh, that's what I feel, but yeah. this is one of their better teams. I'm a big fan of the quarterback, um, and also defensively. You hit Diggs. This Micah Parsons. Uh, they might yeah. have stole him. They might have stole him. Listen, this kid was a, a first round pick going into last season and didn't play. He was a COVID opt out. So I mean, you're talking about a kid that was probably 19 going to 20. Oh, yeah. You, how much of a jump physically these guys make? This kid could have been a top five player, top you know one of the top picks in the draft. So he's really showing up. So it, it's it's going to be awesome. I, I can't wait. Just the atmosphere. The only thing I'm hoping, Jordan, I'm not so sure where the press box is located for the visiting uh-huh. broadcast booth because yep. at Texas Stadium last week we were dangling from the roof. You told remember all, we talked all about this and we had yes. references to planets and I'm not going to go down that road again. <laughs> but yeah, so it was uh, so no, I'm it's nice there. I did. See. I've called. Yeah, I was sidelined, you know, on the Thanksgiving Correct. game is and it's a good setup. It's like, yeah, as you would expect everything to be at that stadium. It's sweet. You know what I mean? Awesome. Well, and there's a I'm fairly large looking, jumbotron. Yeah, uh, to say the least. I'm so I'm so, certainly looking forward to it. And, and what a great opportunity for our team. Because, listen, if we can go and get this one with the exposure that's going to be had, it's going to be huge for this football team. How great Sam Darnold doing, though, again, against three teams where he's had favorable conditions and all those things, but pushing 300 yards per game passing, 68% completion percentage, 99 rating. And he had three rushing TDs already, Jake. He had five in his whole stay in New York. So give me a quick hit on that, and then I want to talk about this trade. Well, okay, so the thing I I think about Sam or I see with Sam is I see somebody that's playing within the system. His feet are very, very quiet. When a quarterback's feet are quiet, he's seeing the game really well. He's not having this jittery feet where he's patting the football. Um, And listen, he's gotten hit a good bit. He got hit a great amount uh, in the Jets game. And then the other night, we had a third and 10 or 11, and we made a big completion in the third quarter to Terrace Marshall. And Sam had to sit in there, and there was three guys that were starting to come in on him, and he had to wait just for a tick longer to allow Terrace to start to drop his hips, to start to break down. And you have to know, okay, this is where he's dropping his hips. I'm throwing it, boom, outside shoulder. And he had to take the shot. And I thought that was the play of the game, in my opinion, because it was a a big pickup, a first down pickup, and we were able to score a touchdown on that drive. So I just think the kid's playing within himself. He looks confident. A much better athlete than I think many thought. He's a burly type kid. He's a good sized kid. He can really run and he seems very tough. But accuracy and feet in the pocket is the two things that have stood out to me so far. And in this game, got to mention Greg Olson on the call. 
with Kevin Burkhardt and Pam Oliver. That's awesome. Make sure you give him a big hug for me. It might be, yeah, it well, might, the hug I would give him, you know what? Don't, because that'd just be weird. Because the hug I would give him developed over many seasons of playing together and, you know, being in the locker room. Your hug would probably be like more, less, less uh, emotion to it. So, you know, yeah, on second thought, don't I, give him a big old hug for me. Okay, no, I won't. And, you know, listen, Greg, I'm beneath Greg. You know, Greg is, listen, right into network television. He is like the guy, you know, so listen, I'm, I'm just a little peon. You know, so I'm not going to go bother Greg and because I, I can't give the same hug that you can give. So really, and truly, right. I'm not even I'm not even going to tell him hello. How about that? Yeah. Just don't even do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah don't. I'll, I'll, and I'll do. how about this? Hey, segment? Greg. Hey, the- Greg. Jake DeLome. How you doing? Yeah, and what do you do? Yeah, I'll take another cup of coffee. I mean, that's, that's right. What I what I'll get exactly. If you want to see how the big boys do it, come check out me, Mick, and Zoke over here. <laughs> Say something like that, you know? Okay, with the media. What'd you call them? The media magnet. The, cowboys. The, the, the mighty media. Mighty cowboys. media cow. And then he'll use that in his opener, and you can be like, yeah. "Look at this! I told that." Oh, okay. Segue for our final talking point. The Panthers traded away a tight end named Arnold. Greg Olson was an in-season trade acquisition, Jake, in the pre- in the uh, preseason of the 2011 season for Greg Olson. So another big tight end trade, but this time sending Arnold away and a third-round pick. Panthers received C.J. Henderson and a fifth-round pick. Henderson was the ninth pick overall last year by the Jaguars, cornerback. So here comes some help. Super weird that a ninth overall pick's being traded one year later. Your thoughts? Um, Jordan, I am racking my brain on if that has ever happened. Uh, when I know our time in Carolina, our in-season trade, but to get someone a top 10 pick. And I do remember last year, he was a guy in the conversation to be picked uh, by the Panthers in the top 10, uh, a long-armed athletic cornerback, a bump, um, bump and run type of corner. But listen, a new regime comes in. We all know the Urban Meyer regime and he is having a, a clean slate and, and, and that's what they're going to do. And so we get somebody, yes, we have to give up Dan, Dan Arnold, but I, I and, and Dan did fine, but I kind of think it's more so the emergence of Tommy Trimble and kind of watching him play at the different positions, kind of like a fullback, H-back tight end we can put him at, along with Ian Thomas's play. And you give up a three, uh, third round pick, but you get a five back. And gosh, you're getting a young kid with, that was a top 10 pick. Uh, it's, yeah. I like it. I thought it was a great, great move by us. It seems I have no idea what the Jaguars are doing. I've barely followed them this year other than some highlights, but it seems like a very Urban Meyer college. You know, we're out with the old. There's got to, there has to have been some discord with the relationship there. Cause if it was it, like you were, you're not trading a, a ninth overall pick unless something feels weird. So we'll see how CJ does. I hope it's like Sam Darnold and he comes into a new place and fits right in. Panther fans, though, have to be patient with seeing some big return on the field for this trade. CJ is going to take a while to get settled in, learn the defense, all those types of things. Don't you think, Jake? Oh, you would think so. Now, is he going to be active due to injury concerns? Because Justin Burroughs is out with a uh, with a groin, and um, you know, so 
along with J.C. Horn. So will he be active and and could there be, you know, some type of coverages for him to come in and maybe follow somebody man to man or something like that? So I don't know. It's so early in the week. I'm anxious to see how the week progresses uh, practice wise and uh, practice wise with CJ. What's he like physically? Uh, how's he settle, settling in? It's it's early in the week right now. So they haven't even uh, gone on the field yet to be able to start the practices. So that's kind of what I'm excited to see kind of where where the week goes and what I love to see him dressed up. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this is a talented kid and, and we're, we're going against some, some talented guys in Dallas. So what a great opportunity and test for us. All right. Well, Jake, have fun out there. I'll be home watching you. And um, are you driving? Should I say drive safe? Probably six no, hours. No, no. It's about five and a half. I'm going to, I'm going to okay. take a flight. I'm going to fly out. All right. Sorry. Well, so, fly yeah. safe. Yeah, All right. Fly safe. Thank have you. fun. Let's, let's keep our fingers crossed for four and oh, Jake. That'd be pretty awesome. We'd be feeling good about where the team's at. Uh, this has been the Jordan and Jake podcast powered by Ortho Carolina. Your care, your way. All right, Jake. Be good, man. Yes, sir. Take care. Jordan and Jake powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way.